0: welcome to the tweed couch guitar therapy session where we talk about all things guitar related my name is dr t and i am not a licensed therapist but i play one on a podcast today on the tweed couch we are counseling on reversible guitar modifications reversible modifications are a great way to revive a player who feels like they're in a rut like a tone rut they don't want to hurt The resale value, or they don't want to make a mistake that they will regret the rest of their life. Someone who can't afford a new guitar and maybe their tastes have changed over time. Oftentimes, a simple change of a potentiometer, a pot, brand, sweep, or the resistance value can make a world of difference. You know, how, how the guitar circuit's routed, maybe where the capacitor is positioned, or the value that the capacitor has, what gauge of string, what type of string, the way the strings get wound on a tuner or wrapped on a bridge. Maybe, maybe it's the materials of the bridge or, or the saddle that could get swapped. Possibly adding a Vibramate and a Bigsby or or a trim 2. Well, and of course, then there's always pickups and and. Pickups, you know, sometimes changing, that's good, but sometimes really all you needed to do was just move the pole pieces. You can do that, especially if they're screws, you know? And so, what's right for you? Let's start this session today by discussing what each of these things do. So the first thing that we need to look at is, is if you don't like the look of your guitar, one of the easiest mods you can do is change the pickguard. Just change the pickguard. You can make it black, white, whatever. But if you don't have one, then maybe you're looking at other options. Like, for example, changing your hardware. That's kind of expensive, you know, going from silver to gold or brush nickel or black or whatever. And if you want this mod to be truly reversible without damage, well, you have to make sure that the hardware will fit in the same holes and the screws are the same threading. But possibly, one of the things you could do is swap the neck. If you just don't like how comfortable the neck is, or you wish it was rosewood, or you wished it was maple, maybe you could swap the neck if it's like a Fender type of of guitar. But you also have to make sure the neck fits, because they are not all created equal. They don't all necessarily fit. If you change the neck, I will say this, I wouldn't necessarily care If the neck was changed at one time and then put back to normal for resale, if you end up changing the neck and then you go, nah, I don't like this, but I'm going to keep the neck because it was so expensive. And you put the original neck back on, I think out of courtesy, you should probably tell that person you sold it to that, well, I did put a different neck on this body at one time and now I've put the original on, and there, there was no problems, there was no issues. To me, that's a courtesy, and really with a lot of these mods, it might be a courtesy just to say, hey, I did do a few different things, but it's all back to original now. And most people won't care, but some people will. So that's all cosmetic type things. We're going to move on to tone mods. So when you think of tone mods, if you listen to your guitar plugged in, And you go, man, I do not like the sound of this. The first thing that people think are, these pickups are terrible, I need to change the pickups. But I will tell you that the pickups are probably the most expensive thing you could do to change your guitar's tone. But it's also one of the last things you should resort to before changing the tone of your guitar. So let's start with one of the easiest things that you could do. Strings. I mean, you have to change strings at some point. I know some people who change them every single gig. I know some that change them every few weeks. Uh, Some that change them every few months. Some that go yearly. Some that go far longer. They just wait until it doesn't sound right or a string breaks. Maybe the next time you change your strings, you're actually performing a modification that will help you out a lot of guitars will ship with nines or will ship with tens well if you're somebody looking for a little bit of tighter low end and you have tens or nines on there you could be looking for something that's a smaller gauge Going from something that is either kind of a medium or a light gauge to something that is an extra light. Possibly a custom light, because there's a lot of string manufacturers out there who are trying to fulfill the needs of many players. Of course, if you don't find the exact type of custom string pack that you're looking for, you can always buy the individual strings... And do it that way. It's just more expensive. And so if you buy a pack, maybe what you're looking for is something that has a smaller gauged low E and that helps you to be able to get a little tighter response. A lot of people prefer a looser low end and thicker mids. So if you want looser low end and thicker mids, your higher gauge strings, 11s, 12s, I mean, they this is electric guitar is going to give you some of that, but you usually end up sacrificing some of the tightness and some of the clarity when you end up doing that. Of course, your mileage may vary because as we mentioned in the last counseling session, the marriage between your guitar strings, pickups, cables, pedals, amps, speakers, all play a role in the tone you achieve. And so, you don't need to necessarily defend that. It's just finding the right thing between it. Now, Rick Beto did a really good job with this. He had a YouTube video where he showed how heavier gauge strings and lighter gauge strings sound different. And there were some things that they noticed. And I really encourage you to look that up. Maybe that's just going to end up being some homework that you do. I don't know. But... I did have some other things that you could do. If you just love the gauge of your string, you love the way it bends, you love the way they sound, you know whatever it is that you're using. They're cheap and they're easy and I can change them all the time. Whatever type of string that you're into, if you find yourself going, oh, I like those, but I would like to change something else, well, maybe it's not the tone, but maybe the functionality. Now, I'm not going to go into a lot of the functionality ones, Because some of them have a possibility of damaging the hardware or damaging the finish. Uh, Like, for example, wrapping the tailpiece on a Les Paul or some sort of a Gibson guitar, like an SG. And I don't actually recommend those because they can scratch up the finish of your of your metal hardware because it's metal on metal the string and the hardware so i'm not going to go into those but please know that there is other ways you can modify it's just not the purposes of this counseling session which is to modify without creating permanent damage now since we are talking about bridges and everything one thing that you could do as a modification that could be reversible is that you could change the saddles of your bridge so a lot of saddles are made of some sort of a steel or an aluminum or a titanium maybe even like a nylon Now, one of the things I end up hearing the most is people talking about how they can modify their Telecaster bridge. And people will talk about how brass is what the Telecaster really needs. And I will agree that Telecasters are generally very bright. And so a brass saddle will do a great job of warming up a very bright Tele. But I will also say that if you want a Telecaster to be big, big, bright and spanky, one of the things that I've seen is that steel and aluminum are very bright and very clear. So if that's something that you're really looking for, maybe you need to look at the saddles and see what you can use. Now, GrafTac is not one that I usually like for a saddle. Uh, it's kind of like nylon to me. I think that both of them are a little deadening. Um, not saying that they're not usable. Because, once again, it's the marriage of the entire guitar. But I tend to like a little bit more life in it. Uh, So, as I look at, like, Gibson's. Well, you had the ABR1 bridge. And you had the Nashville bridge. They both have their merit. And I can't necessarily say one is better over the other. It, after all, is a marriage between the guitar and its pickups and the amp you go with and all that kind of stuff so that's one of those you'll have to try out yourself rumor says Nashville has more sustain I will tell you of my Gibsons that have both I don't notice a difference but I'll also tell you of my Telecasters that have different bridge saddles I notice a very big difference and when talking about a Gretsch or a Gibson guitar a number of people swear by a roller bridge, which allows for the strings to be able to glide over the bridge even better. Maybe this is a good segue to talk about using a tremolo system. Maybe you have a Telecaster or a Gretsch or a Gibson that you wish had some sort of a Bixby or a tremolo unit on it, and you are holding off because you don't want to put any screws in the wood. Well, a Vibramate is something that is essentially a harness that uses the screw holes that are already in your wood of your guitar to make a foundation for a Bigsby to be laid on, which makes this a brilliant reversible modification option. But of course, that will add weight. If you think about it, there's a metal base plate plus the metal... Bigsby, and you know, you're adding like three times as much metal to the guitar, which maybe it adds sustain. I'm not 100% sure on that, but what I do know is that it does add weight. Um, so maybe something that you're really looking to do is something like a less trim. If you have a Les Paul or a SG or a 355 or a 335 or whatever then maybe what you're looking for is something like a Less Trim 2, which is made by Dusenberg, where you basically take that tailpiece off and you put on this low system that's very much like a Bigsby. Now, I've not tried this one. I look forward to trying this one in the future. And it's totally reversible, which is great, because if you don't like it, you can always just take it off and then put the old tailpiece back on. But, of course, none of these things are going to affect the tone as much as pickups. But we still haven't gotten to that part yet. Really, if you're thinking about changing the pickups, you've done all these things to change it. Maybe you like the way that your bridge looks and the way that it works. Maybe you don't need a tremolo system. Maybe you really like your strings, but you find yourself going, I still want to change something, and I think it's the pickups then maybe what you really need to change is your potentiometers, your pots. So, what are pots? Pots are essentially resistors. A resistor is going to reduce or split the current flow, the signal flow. Now, I could go into all of the different parts about how the electrons flow and the way it all works, but really what you need to know is that the lower the pot value the greater possibility that high frequencies can get sloughed off or taken away from a signal path. Now hopefully that explains why a single coil pickup, which is generally a brighter sounding pickup, often will have a 250k ohm pot with it. It's there to help even out the tone and make it a little bit more usable. Uh, Gibson, they used to use 300k ohm pots because they're Uh, Their pickups were generally known to be very bright. Of course, they also used 500k ohm pots. Um, And you know what? It comes down to whatever the right choice they made at the time for the pickups they were making but I say all that to say that I had a Gibson ES333 at one time. For those of you who have not heard of that model of a Gibson before it's because they only made it for two years. It's essentially an ES335 but with an access panel in the back like a Les Paul so it made it real easy when I started to feel that the guitar was lifeless and kind of dull to change the pickups. And that's what I decided to do first because these were ceramic pickups and everybody says you need Alnico. And so I ended up uh, putting in Seth Lover pickups and I liked them, but it still seemed a little dull. So what's the next thing I did? Probably what I should have done in the first place. I changed the pots. I checked them and they were 300k ohm pots. I put in some nice Born 500k ohm pots, and it was like the blanket was taken off. No longer was it dull, no longer was it muffled, but it was bright, and it was full, and it sounded great. And so that's an example of how the 300k ohm pot may have been what they kind of were looking for, that warmer sound, but I wanted something brighter and clearer, much like the Les Paul that I also had, which had 500k pots. So that's what worked for me. But there's other things that you can do other than just changing the value of that pot, of that resistor. Another thing that you can do is you can change the sweep of it. There's a few different pot types that you could use. You could use an audio taper pot or a linear taper pot. Linear taper is something that is done on a scale that deals with the signal flow. Okay, so it's very linear, and what you'll notice how you know you have a linear taper pot is usually that by the time you hit number seven on your dial as you're rolling down a volume or a tone, you'll notice that everything after it completely unusable. It got muddy quick or it got quiet quick, and it didn't work so well. Audio taper pots are generally used in guitars in the volume position, because every single notch, 10 to 9 sounds different, 9 to 8 sounds different, 8 to 7 sounds different, 7 to 6 sounds different, so on and so forth. And so because of that, they usually put that in the volume, and then in the tone, people generally want most of their tone to change in just the first few notches and so they'll put a linear pot in the tone knob okay now if you have a les paul jr well with les paul jr there's only one pickup you're doing everything you can using the volume and the tone to change the dynamics How dirty it is, how clean it is, how much it sounds like a neck pickup or a between position. So maybe you want the audio taper in both positions because that will give you more sweep, more dynamics to it than you would have had otherwise. Now there's a lot of good manufacturers to making pots. Uh, CTS makes most of them. You know, Fender makes good pots. They really do. And Gibson, they make good pots. They really do. PRS, PRS makes some of my favorite pots. Mojo Tone, they have a cool vintage taper pot that sounds really good. There's also Seymour Duncan and Bourne, which both make a nice quality pot. But that is just part of the scenario. If you don't use your volume and tone at all, then just changing the pots that will make a difference. If you do use them, if you do roll down the volume some, if you do roll down the tone some, you may want to incorporate something like a capacitor or a resistor to help you be able to achieve the dynamic you're looking for. If you're looking for a tone capacitor, a tone capacitor, for the most part, is there to siphon off highs. And so as you roll it down, the smaller the capacitor is the less the highs get siphoned off. Okay, that's really the easiest way I can put it. So if you're using a 0.022 microfarad capacitor, then you're, as you roll down your tone knob, you're still going to retain a relatively good amount of highs in your signal. If you use a 0.047 microfarad capacitor as your tone cap then what you're going to end up doing is you're going to roll off more highs as you roll down the tone knob which essentially makes that more usable so if you want it to get nice and bassy and low then you can do that whereas with a 0.022 you can't do that as much now, most Les Paul Juniors, they're looking at that 0.022. Uh, a number of tellies that I've opened up and looked at have more like that 0.033 or 0.047. And it really is just kind of the preference of what you like. So if you have... A guitar and when you roll down the tone knob you go man i don't feel like it gets dark enough well then maybe you do need a higher value capacitor but then at the same time if you find yourself going to roll off and you go man i feel like it takes forever to really get those highs to go away then maybe you need to do something like a lower value capacitor or possibly a linear taper pot now on the volume they usually use a capacitor and a resistor together what they do is they take the resistor and the capacitor and they take one leg of each and they kind of twist them together and then they take the other leg of the resistor and capacitor and they twist those together that puts them in parallel and then you solder that to two of the three legs of the volume pot Okay, so the two of the three legs of the volume pot, one goes to the tone knob, one goes to the pickup or the pickup goes to it, you know. And so you install this capacitor and resistor in parallel and what that does is it helps to retain highs as you drop the volume. They call this the treble bleed circuit. So what capacitor do they usually use usually they use like a 0.001 or a 0.002 microfarad and then you put whatever resistor in parallel that equals half of the value of the pot so if you have a 500k pot you use a 250k resistor in parallel with that 0.001 capacitor If you are looking for a way to help support the Tweed Couch and it costs no money to you, then check out our YouTube channel and become a subscriber. Also, you can tell someone about the podcast and share an episode with them. Thank you for listening, and thank you for your support. Okay, so now if all that fails and you have nothing left to do, maybe it's time you look at your pickups. But believe it or not, you actually don't need to change them yet. There is still something else that you can do. You can actually move the screws on the pole pieces. Now, can you do that on a Telecaster? No, they don't have screws on the pole pieces. Can you do that on a Stratocaster? No, you can't do that. Can you do that on a P90? Most of the time, they have screws, and yes, you can. Uh, Can you do that on a humbucker? Absolutely. Can you do that on a wide range pickup? For real, you need to, honestly, and I'll go into that in a second, but you can actually move those things. Um, I have a a PRS hollow body too, and I think it's amazing. It sounds wonderful, but when I was getting the pickups dialed in and I was getting the height dialed in, um, which is another modification you can do that's easily reversible is just moving the pickup height. I got it dialed in. I got that pickup height dialed in just right. And then what I noticed was that the B string didn't seem to be as clear as all the others. And so what I did was I took a screwdriver and I turned it about a full turn closer to the string. And all of a sudden, boom, everything was clear and even and full. And that's all it took. It wasn't my pickups in general that was the problem. It was literally one pole piece that wasn't adjusted just right in accordance with how I was running my sound, my pedals, my amp, and all the above. So let's go back to that wide range pickup. I have a 72 custom telecaster and as i was playing it what i noticed was that neck pickup is the wide range pickup and it's big and it's full and it's woolly sounding but the bridge pickup is a normal telecaster bridge pickup it's not the deluxe model it's the custom model and so what i found was the bridge pickup sounded thin and anemic in comparison to this big woolly muffled sound of the wide range pickup what i ended up doing was i took the pickguard off because my wide range pickup is actually mounted to the pickguard and so i took the strings off took the pickguard off i took the pole pieces that are on the bottom part of that pickup and i just lowered them as far as i could this is referred to as the Lawler mod Okay. And so I just pulled those things down. I didn't take them out. I just pulled them down about as low as they would go and still be like seated in there pretty good. And then I put the pick guard on. And I put the strings back on. And then I raised the pickup to the correct height. And then I raised the pull pieces on top of the pickup as high as I could do it and not like not affect playability. And after doing that change. The amount of clarity, the amount of of highs that I got out of that pickup allowed me to better dial in the entire guitar with the bridge pickup, and now the whole guitar sounded full and dynamic, and it didn't seem like every time I flipped the toggle switch that I was fighting the guitar to create a sound that I wanted. Now, with all of that said, let's say that you've adjusted the pole pieces, you've adjusted the height of the pickup, and you're still dissatisfied. Well, maybe it is time that you go ahead and look to change the pickups themselves. There are so many good ones out there, but if we're talking about reversible mods, able to modify and then be able to put it back the way it was if you're unhappy then you need to make sure that you look at what kind of pickup you have. What size is the pickup? Wide-range pickups, they are larger than humbuckers. You know, Jazzmaster pickups are larger than wide-range. Humbuckers are larger than dog-ear P90s, and dog-ear P90s are larger than regular P90s. P90s are larger than Strat pickups, and Strat pickups are... Uh, larger than the tele neck pickup. Uh, you know, so you need to know the size of the space you have to work with. And if you're wanting to be able to put it back the way it was, make sure you look at that. And it's a good thing they make humbucker sized P90s, they make single coil sized humbuckers. There's a lot of options out there to try and get the sound you want but not have to do a major modification to get it. And so you really just need to do your research, figure out what it is that you're looking for. Uh do you want a ceramic magnet, which is a little usually a little bit darker? Do you want a Alnico two magnet in yours because it's usually a little bit uh, warmer and 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 clearer. Do you want uh, Alnico five, which is usually a little bit brighter? So you get the idea. Just you know, do your research and and see what it is that you really really are looking for. All of this is fine because it is reversible. You can put the old pots back in. You can put the old pickups back in. And if you end up doing all of it and going, man, this is terrible then you can reverse it. You just take it back out, and it's no harm, no foul. So as we bring ourselves towards the closing of this counseling session, we need to once again remind ourselves of a few things, like, what is our budget? Well, if you only have a hundred dollars or less to spend on any type of budget, well, keep in mind pots, pots are like five to twenty dollars a piece. You might be able to, Change all four pots in a Les Paul, or all three pots in a Strat, or all two pots in a in a in a Telecaster for less than twenty five bucks. If you're looking at changing caps or or resistors, caps and resistors are cheap. You can buy them for like fifteen cents a piece. The ones that are considered like boutique and elite, those are the ones that can get up to like three to ten dollars. But I'll tell you right now, most of the time. I don't notice a difference. Really, the most important thing is the tolerance of the cap, and that's usually like a 5 to 10% is what you're looking for. Uh, strings. You're going to change them anyway. Uh, strings are $4 to $15 a pack, you know, and you can put them on, try them out for a few weeks. If you hate them, put on a different set, you know. So there's a lot of good ones. Pick guards, if you decide to get a new pick guard for it, you can even have a you can have a custom one made for sixty bucks or less. Now, if you're looking at doing like saddles, saddles can be relatively inexpensive. But if you're thinking about changing out an entire bridge, an entire bridge can be under a hundred bucks to over a hundred bucks. If you're going to do a trim low system, I know like the less trim is about a hundred bucks, and the Bigsby with the Vibromate that can be upwards. Two, three, four hundred dollars $400, depending on what finishes you get and what type of Bigsby you end up getting. So you really do need to look at your budget and find out what it is that you're able to do. And if you're looking at your budget and you end up deciding, I want to drop some money on some pickups, make sure you look at what kind of pickups you really are interested in. See some demos and and go play some different ones, uh, listen to reviews or, or read some reviews, um, but Keep in mind that most pickups will run you at minimum 100 bucks for a pair to 600 bucks for a pair, depending on what you're really, really looking for. And this ultimately brings us to the question that we ask ourselves when we're done with the mod, which is, am I happy with it? And if you're not happy with it, you still have a lot of options of what you can do. I mean, for example... You can just reverse it. You know, you, you already modified it once. And if you look at it and go, man, I, I don't like this at all. I don't like the look of it. If it was a pick guard, I don't like the functionality. If it was a Bigsby, if you don't like the pull pieces being raised, then just put it back the way it was. What are you going to do about those parts that you got? Oh, man, I got this Bigsby and this Vibramate. What am I going to do with that thing? Well, you can sell or trade it off. Get rid of it. You know, and actually, if you buy it used to begin with, then you're out even less money, or you can possibly break even, or you can possibly even make money on the thing. If you bought it brand new and you tried it and you did about a week with it, and you're like, nah, this isn't working. Depending on where you bought it from, you might even be able to return it. Just return it back to where it came from. You know, a lot of times you're just out the the shipping. But one of the things that I would encourage you to do is just stick with it. There's actually been times where I've done a mod, played it, and went, nah, I don't like it. And I put it back in the case or I hung it on the wall or whatever I was doing with it. And I went, I'll just I'll put it back the way it was later. And I pulled it out again later and I actually did like the mod. It was just my ears that day. So I would suggest that maybe you stick with it. See if you like it. As we close this counseling session, we need to talk about what we're going to focus on. All right, and We're going to focus on the purpose of what we're doing. Maybe what we want is what we already have, but we need to explore some options to really appreciate it. Maybe the mod that you're looking for is actually free and it takes little to no time. Whatever you do, make sure you take pictures before you do anything. Uh, I hate it when I actually do a mod, I dislike it, and then I go to put it back and it doesn't work. And then you spend like a huge amount of time like trying to figure it out and it ends up getting worse and then you have to take it to a tech. And I'll be honest, taking it to a tech kind of stinks. And it's not because a tech or a luthier is bad. The reason why is because most techs will say, well, this is how much money it costs if you want me to do it but I'm going to charge you double if you mess it up and I have to fix it because it makes more work for them. So keep that in mind and happy modding. Well, that concludes our session of the Tweed Couch Guitar Therapy Session. My name is Dr. T, and remember, I'm not a licensed therapist, but I have fun talking gear. Until our next time.